you kind of need to let it happen for a bit because they don't they don't do that real time on purpose i believe to prevent them from figuring it out because it's like it's as much of an information war as about anything else which is also why they're kind of coy bsg this is i'm talking about now about what they're doing you know they're saying oh there's some cheap modules coming like they kind of have to be a bit um, oh yeah 100 percent chill about it yeah right? by the because way everyone we're... can read the update <laughs> yeah yeah, we're patching the uh, explicit bug in um, Hacker Man's Aimbot One Two Six Five. You know, we're gonna patch patch that, guys. <laughs> Just like list out exactly. Yeah. Welcome to Scav Talk, Escape from Tarkov podcast. We'll continue to focus on development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I uh, am a video editor for Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping players get better at the game that we know and love, Escape from Tarkov. And welcome back to Scav, Scav Talk. Today, anybody who's watching on video will see me in my new room, in my sort of new setup. Well, it is new. Um, I'm still getting everything ready. So that's basically what I spent my week doing. Not just this room, but clearly, you know, the whole the whole house and everything it's just been um, it's been pretty nuts so i've got a lot of a lot of stuff to do and uh, yeah, but this, i think this is it's going to be uh it's going to be super super cool when, when it's when it's done and things like i've got this nice like shelving unit in the back or whatever which is just like filled with junk right now but it's going to be yeah it's going to be sweet when it's all ready so how's your how's your week been hopefully it's been a bit more uh, pc centric and a bit less you know <laughs> breathing air and touching grass centric than mine <laughs> yeah it's been good you know been in the the gamer dungeon you know <laughs> and uh you know working and whatnot i I, pl- I have played a little bit more tarkov i've kind of gotten i was like mm, tarkov's like i've been watching streams here and there and i'm like you know tarkov do be looking kind of fun though <laughs> you know <laughs> so uh i've kind of just been doing factory a lot because it's just like you just get in the action you know that's like all i really for me, that's like kind of all the fun and yeah. for my stage and the wipe. Um, it's just shooting things, <laughs> shooting people. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of that's actually been pretty fun. It's always kind of interesting coming back from like a break and you kind of like get to build up the muscle memory. But I often find like myself is like sometimes my like I'm like so focused on getting back into the flow that it like adds such a an edge to my own play you know like i noticed like wow it was like actively like i was like actively thinking of like trying to shoot this guy in the head you know what i mean it wasn't just like lazy lazy reactionary you know it's it's always i find that always interesting you know because like the the, if you keep playing repetitive you just sort of like fall into like these like habits i guess and i don't know it's it's weird yeah that definitely happens that's um it is interesting. Like I, I always talk about like deliberate play in my videos usually, or I, I try to because it's it's kind of the thing that you know if you just yeah play lazily without really thinking about it, that's you can end up just either getting stuck in the same old loops or not really improving. And you kind of need that like this. It's, the whole improvement cycle is about that feedback loop, right? Of going, I play something happens, I analyze it, I fix it, I play better next time, right? Rather than right, just playing lazily, which is I play. And then I play again and then I just yeah. play again. And it's like, you don't necessarily <laughs> yeah. think of, um, you know, what you should do. So it's that kind of virtuous circle of like 
making sure you're doing the right thing, which is which is always interesting. And that's sometimes why people like when they take a break, they come back and they're actually better than they were before because they've actually got that perspective or something. You know, you can you can grind something too hard or force something for too long without really thinking about it. Um which is super interesting. Which um which inter- just like purely out of interest, like which streamers do you tend to find yourself watching the most? Um a lot of airwing because it's just like part of the you know yeah part of the job i guess you know outside of um, the big man yeah 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 and i've been recently getting back into watching ghosts you know i kind of like mm-hmm. just fell out because of like scheduling and and uh you know just work you know working sometimes it's like i just end up muting the streams you know just like it's on the second monitor but not really because it's like oh dude i run this all the time is like this is a bit of a tangent, but I'll I'll be working on like an airwing video and I have a stream open and then like they sound the exact same, like the stream and the editing. So I have to like, okay, I have to turn off the stream, you know? <laughs> and it's like especially <laughs> bad if he's talking to me while I'm editing something. It's like, yeah. oh god, it's not but anyways. There's like um, layers of airwing over the top of it. <laughs> yeah. That's about it, honestly. I I Yeah, I mean I Yeah kind of it yeah i i kind of like it seems to just it depends kind of who's on i do tend to pick sure. somebody from the the top if i like i don't watch a great deal of streams just because like i think i've said before like i actually can't really concentrate I, I'm, I really am quite like focused when i'm on doing one thing yeah i can have like lo-fi like no 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 vocals music that's that's right about it. Like having someone else's stream on i find it i find it too distracting really i was watching um i was actually in geeks's stream the other day which is mm-hmm. super cool because um, he's just like a chill dude. So I've like been in his stream a bit and stuff, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just tough otherwise. I mean, I, I just you know I like the guys who are a bit more chill. Um, yeah, typically. but that's one. That's a great thing about Ghost too. He's just got such good vibes. Oh yeah, for and sure. He's been doing for sure. well. He's actually been doing super well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, On that note, I, I get. I distract myself and end up typing kick W, you know, it's like, so I do have to end up muting it eventually. Okay. I need to actually get something done. So, <laughs> so I guess onto the stuff from the week. I mean, yeah, I've been, you know, trying to keep up with stuff as best as I can, but um, sure. it's been a bit tricky, but I think that the thing, the main thing that I've seen is the uh, alcohol event, which I guess like doesn't do a great deal. I don't think, I don't know what your perspective is from yeah. it. Yeah. It kind of looked similar to. It actually reminded me very, very much of the end of the wipe, um, like pre-wipe stuff from the previous one with like the old Doblus or how you pronounce it, that stim with like the cocktail of like any random effect and then one of them might kill you, that kind of thing. It's like sort of the same kind of thing. Uh, yeah, you 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 wouldn't be inaccurate. I think I think that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, it does sort of feel like recycled content a bit. Um, but I, I don't know. It's whatever, you know. What I mean, it's like stuff like that doesn't really bother me too much because it's not like anything, you know. Like the Scav Brotherhood event was a little bit more game changing in terms of like this, like changes Scav meta or you know, like heavily affects that because now you have to like if you're ne- if you're in the negative or you're worried about being a negative like it directly changes that whole scav mode whereas like the vodka event it's more of like a meme you know what i mean like oh let me drink you know unless unless you're the guy who is like 
level two and you find a vodka and you read the stat and you're like, okay, I could take this and get these perks or I could die. Like that's kind of interesting, but like for, I would venture to say the majority of the player base, it's not, it's not really anything you do within like that game. Uh, within like, you know I mean? It's just a meme. Like, I don't, I don't know how, how else to describe it. Like there's really no choice to make. It's like, there's no upside. Like it's, yeah, I, I, I think know. I think that's like that, and that's kind of how I felt about the other one because obviously it's like you know it was kind of meme like you might just die instantly kind of thing, but it's one of those situations where you've got like these things to choose from, and like ultimate death is one of the answers, but none of the stats are really good enough if you get like plus five or plus ten or something. Like, does it really make that much difference? Like, yeah, the difference between having like level ten strength and having level fifty one strength is like a big deal, but right. you're just using your stats in like one raid where you might just die. Like, it's not worth taking it you know um so that's kind of that does seem to be it does seem to be as you say not really much of much of a choice so it's just kind of something fun but like again it's one of those things where you know the worst case scenario is it doesn't really do anything to the game and that's that so at least yeah. it gets people talking and there's like there's something out there so i really don't mind them doing it i just don't think it has a great great effect this time around which is which is completely fine yeah yeah it's fine it's fine uh, was there anything else that I that I kind of missed while we were away? The only other thing was there was a tweet from BSG where they showed off a MDR and it was a malfunction. It was like a 3D model, right? And um, it was just like the gray boxing of it. Mm-hmm. And it just shows this new animation for a weapon jam and i might be getting this wrong but i believe it's a failure to extract malfunction so like the shell doesn't it gets stuck in the ejection uh part of the gun mechanism oh yeah yeah okay so wait that's weird your camera's first i guess i have to keep this up i don't know why it's doing that anyways um (laughs) that was really it as far as like new stuff from BSG or any, there was some there was some minor things like they changed the weight on some of the intel items. Oh um, yeah, I basic... do think I saw that. Was yeah. that to stop people from like cheesing strength or something and like running yeah. around with like a million SAS drives, <laughs> 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 which is probably yeah. okay, you know? Yeah, nothing immersive like a backpack full of uh, full of drives, you know, doing sprint training. Well, it's not really a backpack. It's more of a, a giant butt plug. <laughs> butt wallet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you could put you could put them in there, couldn't you? That was the thing. I've never yeah, actually bothered that's, like, that's doing strat. that kind of hardcore strength training. I've never bothered. I, I don't know. Well, it's, it's pretty smart when I first saw it. I think I saw it from Summit back when he was playing with Landmark, and it was like, you put all these SAS drives in the docs case. So you take, you know, this two by one and it turns into like what is it like a four by four five by four um weight four by four i think yeah so and then you fill them all with sass drives and it ends up being like five or eight kilograms or something like it was it's actually pretty smart because then you don't have to worry like the the normal the other ways to do it is like you bring an empty fuel tank in um you bring in shotgun shells it's like another common way and the thing with those is like you have to rebuy them. You know, it used to be you could insure the empty fuel tank, but BSG stopped that. Um, 
<laughs> you can I remember that actually because you have to have like one fuel in it or something, otherwise it doesn't let you. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you just have one fuel. I don't know. It's kind of funny. There's yeah. there's so many uh, fun ways that it's like a battle between developer and player. You know, it's not really a battle, but it's more just like you you present the hoop and then I'll jump through it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eventually there'll be enough hoops or the whole platform or you know challenge will change completely so it's always it's always fun i think yeah. always to see like That's players yeah yeah no it's, it's yeah. great it's just like and the developers just like oh here's a whole field of hoops and then like everyone like runs through and then they're just like oh i didn't expect you to go through the hoops in that order i'll move this one <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny yeah um so do you want to talk about the thing that we, we we touched last time on like a segment that we ended up like pushing through to now um to this yeah. week instead uh because i think we had a bit bit of extra time to kind of digest it and like and look at it um i think that was a good time good time to bring it up yeah i think so so there was a video a couple maybe like a week ago a week and a half ago um youtuber upper echelon gamers which i was actually i am still subscribed to him and um you know i was like i was kind of giddy when i saw he had a tarkov piece and uh, so he did a video on the i think it was like titled the underground economy i, I can't remember the title um but essentially it was talking about this notion of how BSG is sort of like either a I wouldn't say like an active party, but they're getting money from the hackers was kind of like the premise of the video. I don't know if you think that would be an fair evaluation of the video. Yeah, it was kind of like a combination of uh, there was a there was a bit of accusatory kind of tone towards bsg and like saying i don't right. know but, you know maybe they could be involved and like you could see how they could be um how they how they could kind of benefit from this situation and how there's kind of a, i guess like what you're saying is there's like a conflict of interest potentially between them fixing the issue and uh and them getting money for it but i mean you know we saw well i, I we, we, we can get into it but you know we saw nikita's like flatly denied the fact that this is a good thing and i have i have seen stuff somewhere anyway there's like there's there's all, there's lots to talk about with this video, but yeah, he 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 talked about that mainly, and then also about the cheater economy in general, and about how which you know I've I've spoken myself about before a little bit um, about how mm. Tarkov is like the perfect game for hackers in some ways because rather than just having the usual motivations for hacking, you also have the RMT side, which is like particularly strong and like vigorous for something like Tarkov because it just like the game model just like fits perfectly yeah. to uh incentivize people to do it um i think is the best way that i would describe it because something like cod you know there's not even something like PUBG, which is probably you know the close kind of like a closer proxy you know each because it's so round based and you don't really carry anything from one round to another there's just kind of like the ability to win in one one particular round um where hacking would be i guess 
useful for whereas like eft because of the whole rpg nature of it and the the permanent it's like it's all of that right it's like the the permanent nature of the stuff but then the fact that you lose everything when you die and then the fact that it's super brutal plus the fact that it's in a beta stage and (laughs) they're still working on it and there's issues kind of makes it like the perfect battleground for hackers which is really what the um what the article was well sorry the video was talking about in particular um this is quite funny actually because you mentioned the the video to me yeah. a little bit ago and i was like oh okay cool because in the video he mentions a article which is that the hacking side of it is like predominantly from this article which is like an enemy article and um when church thing did to me i was like oh cool that's interesting because like that enemy article i was actually approached to write something for um, which I don't think at the time you realized. And I thought that was why you were bringing it up because I actually wrote the other half or like, you know, I, I put my input in um, for, for the editors there on the other half mm-hmm. of it from a, as a content creator um, instead, which is quite funny. So when you actually end up going to read the article, you're like, oh, there's loads of stuff from you in here. And I was like, yeah, that's why I thought you picked it. And you're like, no, I didn't even know you had anything to do with this. So I was like, okay, that's <laughs> just like really funny turn of events. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, a lot of a lot of like my response to it is basically just the same as what I said in the article, which is like, you know, that the Uprush on video primarily focuses on what the guy who was doing he was doing carries actually. He it wasn't just like right. out and out hacking. Um which I guess it is. You turn the ha- you turn the cheats on and then you like carry people through the game and it's like, you know, I guess arguably one of the safer ways. I mean you can you're still parted with the with the dude, right? So it's pretty obvious if someone looks into it that you were part of this you know if he gets banned and you were parted with him and you hoovered up tons of loot you're level three like it should be fairly obvious to figure out if you did actually want to do a deep dive into it but systematically you know i could see why maybe it'd be more more tricky to to solve that stuff and see why but most of the um yeah most of the video was from that and from the hacker perspective and my main criticism predominantly was that you just can't take what these people say at face value like yeah there's there's kind of like there's like two there's sort of kind of two ends of the spectrum right there's like everybody's hacking in every game you need to buy cheats you need to buy my cheats now come to my website i will sell you cheats right <laughs> to the yeah. other end which is you know i've played 15 labs raids in a row and i've been playing the game forever and i never come in i never run into hackers at all and there's like neither end is like correct but i probably sit much more towards you know the i don't really see cheaters that much just partly because you you just can never tell and this is the this is the problem like sometimes you can and sometimes that's fair enough and i've been hacked on in labs myself right you know you get shot through a door like two people are both stood next to each other and you get headshot bam bam one after the other like through a door from a guy right. you're like okay well he didn't even open the door so it's pretty it's pretty blatant um what's happening right here. but there's just like so many situations where um and this is and this is what i said to um to the guy in in the questions was that you see both sides of it um, from different streamers and people have very different things going on. And especially when desync's pretty bad, then it can really change your view of it. Like people look like they're hacking sometimes when they're not. Um, and I think like we even had, we've even had like streamers banned in the past, right? Because they were reported from their perspective of the, the player they were fighting and they were like coming out the window even and then teleporting back into the room and stuff. And they've got the actual clips of them literally not doing anything of the sort um and there's stuff getting overturned and so that's the the problem is that even if the hacking thing is a problem you it's just so hard to know when and some people would say well surely the hackers would know 
because they can see and that's kind of like part of the article the other like the the other side of the article that i was part of was that well mm. you know i had the hacks and i could see and it's just like yes maybe but also i don't trust you so <laughs> so i'm not really sure like how much of it to believe yeah i did feel like there was some intentional or unintentional misrepresentation of the article reference in the video because it was sort of like brushed over that you know he, he's a yeah I, I wish i wrote down his quotes or what he said word for word um but he basically was like you know and these hackers the claim was like um he was quoting the article you know half the guy the hacker was saying uh 50 percent of my rage to go into there's people hacking and then he was like saying him being the uh upper echelon was saying that takes one to know one you know what i mean like uh, he has the tools to see this and whatnot but when you actually look into the article it says and i quote it's so bad what he says that 50 percent of the rays are going to there are people using shoot through wall aimbot or silent aim cheats he stresses that while 50 percent of his rays include a cheater using blatant hacks he hasn't accounted for closet hacks that are less obvious even to other hackers. And I wish I had, there might be another quote here, but the, um, let me see if I can find it. Cause he references, like he goes into detail about it where he's basically saying, I can see their survival rates and their KDs and their skills. Actually, that was a big one. Oh, one telltale hacking sign. This is a quote, by the way, is a player with completely max stacks has a particular common cheat allows hackers to give themselves maximum levels in every skill which this is this is true i don't know if you've seen it but there was a video on reddit oh i don't know maybe like a year ago or something where there's this guy on shoreline and he was like it, it was someone infiltrated a hacking discord and was recording the discord screen sharing of the hacker playing shoreline and he had like all these like hacks on the screen like walls name bots and whatnot but he had like max strength and he was just like like speed hacking bunny hopping like just some insane stuff and like he had like zero animations you know how like when you yeah. jump there's like it's like zero animations and stuff and um you know he had a cheat where when it when he loaded into the raid you could see he just like at the bottom right all of his skills just like leveled up you know um <laughs> to max so like i say all that to say even the cheater doesn't know. He may have the information that this guy has max strength, max stamina, or whatever. Or he has this KD. But he doesn't know that the person's hacking. You know what I mean? Like, sure, like, even 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 to go further beyond that, if, like, let's say the cheater's hacking, and he looks through walls, right? So he can see people through walls, and he can see their character models. If I... And if he sees someone that looks at him through a bunch of walls, he could be like, oh, that guy's hacking. But, like, in reality, we don't really know that because, like, what if that guy was looking through all those walls, that guy was, like, looking at a door or looking, staring at an object or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, yeah, it's how, not, like, a definitive, know? yeah, it's not, like, a definitive method. So, like, you, you like, it, it's a very bold claim coming from the cheater because he, it, there really is no way of knowing. Um, 
Yeah, ex exactly. I think there was um, there was another thread at one point. I don't know because it kind of you end up getting into like some layers of, uh, I guess like thought process and trying to like figure it out. Where if he's saying and there was actually something on Reddit recently, um, it was actually in reference to this. I think it was either in reference to the article or the video, and I can't remember which. And there was a bunch of people talking about well, if it's fifty percent. Of raids, why do streamers like Landmark not get killed half the time by someone who's a cheater? Um, which Landmark's is a good question, employed. right? He's not playing by a battle eye, didn't you know this? <laughs> but that's even the same would go for like me or like anybody else, you know, who's just kind of just playing the game. I don't think people get killed. I mean, people, some people chalk stuff down to cheats all the time, right? And that's just the way that they are. That doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that they know. Um, <laughs> but I, I would say that like the people who are fairly like open-minded about the way that this stuff can go, I really don't think like, I really don't think I'm killed by a cheater like in 50% of raids. I really don't. I mean, most of How would you know? Anyway, but firstly, like it just doesn't feel it just doesn't feel that way. And he's saying, oh, well, I'm not accounting for all these other cheats. So he's what? He's saying it's higher than 50%? That there's somebody who's like using this, the, you know, the, the harder to discover ones as well, or like the silent ones. I just don't think it's true. And like the only reason why you can maybe say, well, if some of the big streamers aren't getting killed constantly, it's because, well, either the hackers, maybe they're not going to kill people because they don't want to be flagged up. So they're just doing like RMT loot runs or something. Or... They don't kill big streamers like Landmark because and they're more likely to be found out because they're going to be seen and reported by him and then everyone who comes up against him afterwards. I know there's like there's kind of that next layer of like maybe there's other reasons as well as to why they're not actively killing people. Because I guess that's the thing that, you know, do we really care if they like whiz in and loot the whole map and stuff like, yeah, it sucks. It's annoying, but much much less bad than getting shot in the head so and that, i think that's the thing that people care about is getting you know head eyes instantaneously from across the map by some hacker who's yeah using a silly cheat but that's the thing that people care about the most and i just don't see that happening in my raids that i play i really don't i mean i don't either but i just, i would just say it's kind of irrelevant because there's just no way of knowing like there's probably been times where you killed a cheater and there's probably been times when i died to a cheater but it was just we would have no way of knowing like sure like the head eyes feels really bad compared to like the guy that has like loot radar you know but like if you were to show me like hey you played a raid of this guy and he had loot radar and he he got the ledx before you could and like this random spot you know i'd be like yeah that's kind of unfair that, you know but without having that knowledge presented to me, I am just like completely oblivious of the situation, yeah. you know? And that's kind of like, there was this pro, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess like maybe it was amateur. I don't know. There was, so CSGO a couple, maybe like a couple years ago, maybe a year ago, there was a story of, in the Indian CSGO scene, there was this team and they were like sponsored, like they had all these sponsors and they were competing to like qualify for some major tournament. And <laughs> at the LAN event, the guy had hacks downloaded and <laughs> forsaken. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Dude said um, he had hacks. I think it was downloaded. He tried to hide it in like his drivers or possibly it was like in the folder. It it ended up coming to light because, you know, as they were spectating the event, it was like that looked a little sus. Let's just like let's just do a quick 
investigation and then he started like freaking out online like no what are you doing don't look at my <laughs> like it was actually really embarrassing and really crazy weird but the in you know so it ended up coming out he was hacking um but then like when you think about it that puts into question all the other previous events he's played into yeah you know, all the online all the other and you would you would be none the wiser you know what i mean you could be like man that was really sus you know what I mean? That and that's like the best you can do. And it's just like I mean, I hate to say it, but you're kind of just like powerless without like some commission or, you know, third party intervention going in. Um, because you yeah. just have no way of knowing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, interesting, like <laughs> what you were saying before about like the uh, yeah, I actually didn't realize there was like the like the max stats thing. Um I was not even aware that, that was a thing. But like that mm. that should be like pretty obvious if you are if you're able to see that stuff, then I guess no one's going to have like max, max, max on every single skill or something. Otherwise, unless they're doing Pos- something yeah. suspect, right? So there's yeah. like some things that maybe I guess you can see and other things you can't. But I still, and this is the thing, it's like, yeah, you know, in theory, these people can see this stuff. And the problem is, is that like you can't trust what they say anyway, because they've, they have a vested interest to try to make everybody feel that they need it right because these people are there to they're out there to make money they're not just they're not playing the game regularly this is a business for them this is not um yeah it's not them just playing the game and talking about the game or whatever it's um it's a it's a pure business and this is and this kind of thing is like pure marketing i was actually not sure if i actually wanted to write on on the article at all to be honest with you mm-hmm. i actually really thought about it um and also kind of in light of like comments i've made previously about it but the problem is is that at this point like I think everybody under the sun has talked about it. So I was like, well, you know what? If we just, you know, muddy the waters a little bit further, it's not really going to make any difference now. Because, like, it is, you know, what once it became basically the number one thing the community was talking about, it's just like, well, the floodgates have already opened. It doesn't, doesn't even matter now. Um, so I can at least try to, like, present some of the other side and maybe yeah, for sure. maybe give, give people, some people, you know, a, a level of kind of logical skepticism about what these people are saying. <laughs> Uh, rather than just taking your face value. And that was the thing that I actually thought was the biggest criticism for me about the operation on video was just taking what they're saying, like completely at face value without putting really any critical thinking over the top of it or any kind of um, perspective right. as to, you know, okay, they're saying these things. Well, where are they coming from? You know, maybe let's not rule them out of hand, like what's possible, what's plausible, but what also seems sensible from like my perspective um, as a player and stuff. It's like, I don't believe that 50% of raids have, somebody who's like obviously hacking because i just think it would be i think it'd be more obvious than it is the only other thing that um that kind of comes to mind is that i did actually read on reddit in a few places people saying oh um i think there must have been a ban wave like oh if the game feels better i actually started seeing some of these threads appearing or at least some comments appearing people saying oh yeah it's actually got a bit better and, and that kind of thing and i know that um the the servers in pacific do generally suffer the most and so People mm-hmm. over there saying, okay, you know, I can actually play some raids and it does seem like there's some improvements. Because I think I've always said this, like, I I really think that, like, Western Europe in particular seems, maybe it's just me, but it seems to be one of the less affected sets of servers. Um, just kind of, like, based where we are. For whatever reason, I think we're kind of, you know, yeah. right in the middle of, of all the time zones. And so we kind of get the ping lock stuff, whereas, like, I think right. You know, some other people who can access like um, US East and that kind of thing. So it's, I don't know, we're, we're sort of in a 
nice sort of middle ground. And I did, I do also wonder whether like the European servers potentially have more because like I, I've also hear like other like cheaters aside, right? I hear about other issues and other problems and technical issues and lag and all this kind of stuff in the US servers. And I do wonder, you know, VSG is based closer to me than than the than they are to you. And I do wonder whether the European servers maybe because they came first or something, you know, they've had more time spent on them. I, I, I've no, I don't know, it's pure guess, but it does seem like there's a lot of issues with the US servers that I don't feel necessarily as bad on the European servers. Um, we also have less players, so that might also have something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, part of, I think, I imagine too, part of it is infrastructure. Like we just have, you know, the entire east and uh west coast to connect and like technically you can play on like i i'm all the way east almost mm. and i could play on west servers no problem i mean i'm pushing close to 100 ping but it's very playable you know what i mean but if like along those that daisy chain if one chain is bad it affects the whole chain you know what i mean whereas like if you have a much smaller real estate you know and you, it, you have smaller i guess chains then it's kind of a bit of a better performance i would imagine yeah but yeah i did want to oh yeah what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say no i just i saw yeah i don't don't know i don't know i just thought that there was some flaws with the video as well yeah and i i've kind of felt like as you were saying we just sort of took what he said at at 100 truth or you know whatever but i've I felt like it was used to sort of support this message that BSG is somehow involved or is like actively benefiting from this. Um, Because as you sort of like started the conversation, it is a very unique situation in that you have, and you know, most games you have the cheat developer and then you have the consumer of that good, right? Um, and some sometimes there is a bit of what's what we're about to talk about next, like you know. But um, then you in Tarkov you have the cheat developer, you have the purchaser of the cheats, and then you have the seller of the in-game goods, who potentially could be a cheater, right? And that would that would be the logical thing to do is like, hey, if I'm trying to make some money from this. You know, I can't possibly push pump out a thousand LXs a day or whatever. But if I cheat, you know, that's actually kind of feasible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you start doing the math, you know, it's like, well, if I do this much, then I cover my costs for my cheats and whatnot. So like it, it starts to become an actual business proposition. And it's like the the cheater likes it because they're getting revenue, right? <laughs> and the uh you know the person selling the goods they're getting they're getting revenue and then that's where you tie in argument comes in well now bsg likes it because they're getting new per, per, uh, copies of the game purchased from these cheaters that are getting banned and that was like the big the other big probably the main point of his discussion yeah now i don't know how i feel about that because like if you assume that cheaters are buying copies either just all the time or in the Mm. sales then yes that's like a side effect of the problem now clearly nikita doesn't really want this because you know they spend so long thinking about the feel of the game and trying to get things you know right 
for what for whatever you think of Nikita, right? You know, he's passionate and he's trying to make the yeah. game the way he wants to make it and do the right thing for the game, not for the money. Because I think it was like Clean or someone who said previously, if they wanted to monetize the game and add microtransactions for co- for cosmetics or whatever, they could absolutely clean up. You know, if they wanted to do that and they <laughs> wanted to just like milk it for as a cash cow, they absolutely could. Um, but they're not going to do that because it's not their vision. It's not the way they want the game to be. So I doubt. So you could you could kind of have a situation where the cheating situation means lots of people are buying games, but BSG is still actively trying to stop it anyway, even though in the short term it's a boost to revenue or something like that. You could have that situation ongoing. Now, there's I'm not I'm definitely not an expert at this, but you do see many times when this discussion comes up about people talking about cheaters being able to buy like either I'm 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 not an expert, but it's either like I don't think it's like cracked copies of the game, but it's like games that were like purchased with like you know spoofed credit cards and that kind of thing, and then like yes. the charges are reversed or something. So you have a key, but then BSG never actually ends up getting the money um, and that kind right. of thing. And I'm sure there's like other sophisticated ways of like getting in. Um, in 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 that scenario, and as I said, I'm not an expert, so I have no idea what the percentage breakdown might be between full games, games sold at sale on mass, and these kind of like you know pennies on the dollar versions of the game that you can go in and still interact with the official servers yet um yet not pay anything really a fraction of the price for and in yeah. that case then bsg isn't really making anything um, right they might, they might even be losing money right if they're like paying transaction costs oh, to xolar or whoever and then it ends up getting reversed and that kind of thing um you can imagine a situation where they actually end up losing money there so i i just simply don't know i don't know which which way around it is but I do believe that they are trying to get rid of it because it makes the game really suck, right? If people are getting hacked on all the time, it does make the game really suck. And that's not, it just doesn't go hand in hand with anything else that they're doing. I just don't think it makes sense. And I know that there's revenue tied in with this, but there's revenue tied in with making the game arcadey and having tons of people with tri- with Twitch drops and stuff, right? And Nikita said, oh, if we have half the player base, we make the game we want to make, then then we'll make it. And some people are skeptical and some people are critical of it and say, well, at the end of the day, it is about money in the end, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think they've made like a decent amount anyway on what they've sold. Most people, as a good yeah. portion of people who buy EOD, is, you know, it's a lot more expensive than a regular game. So I don't, I, I can't imagine that finance is a really a big problem for them in that way. And so I don't think they're trying to squeeze like, you know, a ton of money out of it and using cheaters to do that. I just think there's better methods of doing it, which is why I doubt that that's the reason. Yeah, no, that yeah, I think you're right. And that was something that I really wasn't aware of is like how they again, you know, like you, I'm not an expert, but again, they pay these companies, BSG, to have like fraud protection, right? So someone steals a credit card or, you know, what however that looks like, and they make a purchase of the game and then the it gets declined because it's illegitimate, you know, that they're paying a cost for that service, right? Um, and as you said, there's these keys that are being resold on the third-party sites for like half the cost because it's like you know it's a dead. I, I guess there's like you know no value into it, but there's value into the cheater who just needs like a temporary a- account for a couple of days to you know get some more. I don't I don't know. You know, I really wouldn't like like because if you think about your account. Your Tarkov account is tied to the BSG account, 
So if you were to get banned, presumably you would be banned. You know, the account would be gone. So you'd have to buy a new account. Like that's really expensive. Like 60, like was it 60 bucks, 50 bucks. And then you, you also think, well, oh, I just get a hardware ID and, you know, IP spoofer. Oh, that's also expensive. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a service. That's not free. Um, so this is sort of like the alternative is like, I can just use all these other, you know, uh, what's the word? Malicious accounts, you know, these like stolen credit card purchases of the game that's being resold on like, you know, these sites like G2, you know, G2A is like a site. I don't, I don't know if they're legitimate or not, but that's just like an example of a site that like resells stuff. Um, so yeah, like I, I, that was sort of brought to light to me and that really changes the, the situation because it's like all of a sudden BSG aren't getting the money. Like maybe they're getting, maybe they're getting some money, but it, it just like, it couldn't even amount to like anything feasible. And then, it, and then you also have to factor in, like you say, like this is like such a short term game and considering where they came from, like this is essentially their first game on their own. Like they worked on some of them worked on the, Oh, what's the name of the, well, the contract parent. was the old one. Yeah. And what was the name of that company? Was it like a parent company of BSG? Yeah, I, I don't remember know. the name of the company itself. Anyways, this really is their first, they're on their own two feet, you know, this time around. And I don't, I don't believe it was ever Tarkov has like a very Cinderella story, you know, and I feel like we're in the stage of like, we had to dance with the prince and now the prince is trying to find us, you know, and like all the tragedy <laughs> happens in between that. Like, that's kind of where we're at. Like Tarkov just kind of exploded um, a little too soon for like its own good in some ways, because they're, they're, they're an indie studio, man. This is like an indie game. Like AAA's companies, they do not make full loot PvP games where you die, you lose your gear, all that stuff you worked for. You know, those these types of games are just not popular. Like as a matter of fact, I heard Amazon's New World originally it was supposed to be a survival based game where you build and there was full loot PvP where you would gain gear and stuff and people played it in the beta and you know what they said this sucks they they did not like it they did not like it so they i think they reworked it twice before they came up with the current formula they have or like okay this is great um and that's really interesting too to me mm-hmm. there's i'm sure there's plenty of details i missed there's like there's a guy i can't remember his, his name on youtube that covers the topic but um yeah um it is it is so interesting because it is like you said again it's unique in that there's this secondary market where it's like people sort of have like this fallacy is like oh I'm not cheating you know this guy's cheating I'm just paying my hard earned cash to get the in-game gear you know that's not cheating and it's like <laughs> I mean, it, it is cheating. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, you're not downloading any hacks or whatever, but you're cheating the game. The game did not intend for this to happen. You know, it's just like it's it's it'd be like if we were sit down at a table and we were playing cards, and then I just pull out an extra deck, and I'm like, oh guys, I just bought this at Walmart. You know, I'm not cheating, guys. Like, but like my like literally 
I have ruined the rule sets for the game for everyone. Because then now you may say, oh, fine. Well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to draw an extra card. I'm going to cheat as well. But then it's it's like the game, the rule sets have crumbled and the game has been completely stripped of a game. It's not a game anymore, you know? Yeah, well, it's just like it becomes kind of pay to win instead. I mean, this is, this is the thing, right? It's like those are the people at the top of the funnel that make the whole ecosystem function because without people willing to buy the stuff, people aren't willing to use the cheats to go and get the stuff. And without people who are willing to use the cheats, then the devs who make the cheats won't make the cheats, right? The only reason why yeah. is because it got quite big. And so this is the thing. It's like, you just got to like, you got to, what's that? Is this from, I think that's from a show or something. It's just like, follow the money. You know, just follow the money. Like, where does the money <laughs> yeah. come from? Like, well, the yeah. money comes from the people who, um, who pay for this stuff. They either pay for the carries or they do pay for, like, cause some people pay for outright cheats, but I think it's like, I can't imagine it's that many. I mean, not in, um, in the article who talks about how some people pay because they want to get like revenge on other cheaters, which is like, I'm sure some people do this kind of silly, but I mean, uh, from what I've heard, they're like, absolutely is so expensive. Like, it's actually crazy to me that anybody yeah. use those cheats just for like, you know, to the cheaters, you know, and we're going to get them back kind of thing. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's like a lot of money, like a serious amount of money, like way more than that EOD, like and weekly, yeah. like it's mental. Yeah, but I think that yeah, because a lot of the time, yeah, the, the good ones are kind of, you know, private cheats or whatever, which are, because there's lots of different ones that you could, that you could get. And I guess it's like, you know, groups of different devs and the smaller, the smaller the grouping and the less people that use it, the less likely you are to be found out. But I suppose it's more expensive because then you've got a smaller group of people who are writing them or whatever. So yeah, you just got to like follow the money from the top. And that's, those are the people that get discouraged. They think cheated in every raid. I mean, there's going to be a certain subset of people who think they're being hacked on all the time, even if they're not. Um, and they may well end up going towards cheats if they're of that mentality. And there's always going to be people who are um, always uh, quick to blame, I don't know, external factors, I should say. So rather than themselves yeah. or their knowledge or whatever, it'll be like, oh, this guy right. was doing this, or this guy was doing that, or that. And it's always someone else's fault. And there's always going to be people out there like that. You know, don't be that guy. Be the person who <laughs> is like critically thinking, you know, trying to change your own mentality. Just do what you can. Like, don't worry mm -hmm. if other people are cheating. Like, yeah, it's annoying, right? And if it really bothers you that much, just go and play something else for a bit because BSG... Another thing, actually, that I find it quite interesting about this is that in order to fight the war against cheating, you kind of have to be playing in some way. And if you don't want to play, then that's fine. But if you, if you are going to be playing, then you need to let it happen, actually. You do need to let it happen. And yes, use a report feature, which is great because they've added that in and that really helps them. That's fine. But you need to let it happen because if they banned people instantaneously, the cheaters would know like what they did. They got them banned. You know, there's like this weird war yeah. between yeah the devs of the cheats and the devs of the game because it's like, well, you almost want to leave it as long as possible, right? Because then it's like, well, yeah, the cheats got updated for this and this and this and this and this and this, and then bam, everyone's banned simultaneously on one day, and it's just like, what do we do? Like, what was the what was the change that we made? Whereas if it's like they make one tiny tweak and then people start getting banned, they're like, okay, well, that's what they're looking for. Now we can write something else, you know? And yeah, yeah. You kind of need to let it happen for a bit because they don't they don't do that real time on purpose, I believe to prevent them from figuring it out because it's like it's as much of an information war as about anything else which is also why they're kind of coy bsg this is that i'm talking about now about what they're doing you know they're saying oh there's some cheap modules coming like they kind of have to be a bit um, oh yeah 100 percent chill about it yeah right? by because the way everyone we're... can read the update <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, we're patching the uh, explicit bug in um, Hacker Man's Aimbot One Two Six Five. You know, we're gonna patch patch that, guys. <laughs> Just like list out exactly. Yeah, yeah. So having it happen, it doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't watching, aren't listening, don't see it. Right? Like they, BSG may even see you die to a cheater that they know of and know is hacking, but they are, you know monitoring their activity monitoring where they go what they do what their signature looks like whether it changes you know if they ban one person does that change who else does that change because that would actually right. be kind of interesting I mean, in some ways like if you banned can you imagine like if you banned one individual person then you're like oh well, these signatures changed on all these other cheating things so they must all be from this provider or whatever it'd be, it'd be, i'm sure it's like quite fascinating it's um something that you know i um, i used to live with like a like five computer scientists and um it was it was interesting. We used to talk about like info security and that kind of thing. But like, you know, as a non-professional, it's definitely interesting to talk about like the concepts without necessarily having to actually do them. Um, because I think there's a lot of laborious work and it's very difficult. So um yeah, look, it's it's such a such a tough one. It's really yeah. such a tough one for BSG, you know, putting that line between the game being awful when it's really bad, but not taking too much action that they signal what they're doing, like it's 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 tricky and lots of people, and obviously no one's going to be happy until it looks and feels like the problem's completely solved then no one's going to be happy it will it. never be completely yeah. solved though that's that's I the... mean, you look at the other big games right you look at the triple a's you know people talk about indie versus triple a's and you look at like warzone if you've got streamers leaving warzone because yeah. it can't be fixed there and if it's like well if it can't be fixed there i mean whether they really care or not because they're probably building the next four different cods um and so this one's probably you know already on the back burner the B team's got a hold of this one, and you know it's, <laughs> the game cycle is is brutal. I mean, it, is, it does raise an interesting question for another time about non-subscription games and how long they should be supported for. It's tricky, but uh, yeah, if it can't be fixed in yeah. like AAA world, then you know they've got the work cut out for them. Is all I'll say. They've got their work cut out for them, but I believe. Yeah, I mean, if like it, you ban a hacker, you just gave him a really tiny hoop to jump through. You know what I mean? It's not like the problem really hasn't gone away, you know? So to your point earlier you were making, and even games like CSGO, I watched an update video that came out, and, and one of the comments War Owl made was like, you know, it's great they added all these new matchmaking features, but half more than half the player base uses third-party matchmaking because <laughs> it has, you know, knowledge of third better matchmaking and also has third-party anti-cheat you know what i mean it's just like yeah. it's it's i don't know it's funny how that works out but yeah it's, yeah it's, it's interesting. just like it's it's almost you can make like analogs to you said about the hoops you reminded me of what we were talking about earlier but it's almost like emergent hacking behavior from the from oh, what you in your game you know it's like the same thing it's like oh here's the game and it's like well how do we hack it and it's like you know, it's no different to players in some sense. Um, obviously, in practicality, it's completely different. But, you know, from a mentality perspective, if you were all ethics aside, you're looking at it as, okay, what's the most efficient route to do X or Y? It's the same as like with player playing the game. And it's like, oh, well, okay, task drives. Okay, well, that's gone. Well, now we'll use something else. You know, it's... Um, yeah, yeah. That same kind of like mentality, if you're taking away all of the, yeah, all of the like ethical cons- considerations and all that kind of stuff. And um it's it's interesting because like yeah I don't I actually don't blame anybody who who does it because if you can make a bunch of money doing it then and I think especially the devs are the ones that make like serious cash. If you can make a bunch of money programming for a bunch of games 
for for cheats rather than you know coding Oracle server databases or what, whatever it may be that you're doing. It's like I, you know, I kind of don't blame them. Um, see if it's easy money. Yeah, morals, then, morals aside, yeah, yeah, then kind of whatever, right? And it's like morals. Well, at the end of the day, it's just a video game, and the people who get really hurt by it, primarily the streamers and yeah, the people who pay some money and then because the the thing is the average consumer like a lot of the uh obviously a lot of the talk of like content creator world takes it very seriously and is like you know bitterly hurt and feels wronged by the world um but for the vast majority of the player base like it is it is just a game and if people get frustrated they'll just go and play something else whereas a lot, a lot of content creators can't just do that and so it feels especially bad but at the same time i don't know like yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's against terms of service. Yeah, like it's borderline illegal. Um, it probably is illegal, actually. But like enforcing that stuff internationally is like kind of impossible. And yeah. it's also, as much as I have sympathy for people who are content creators and feel like it's ruining their like business or whatever, like I also am of the opinion that like, you know, you don't necessarily have like the, it's a hard one to say. I don't, maybe this is going to come across in the wrong way, but it's like you don't necessarily have like the right to, to just be like oh well this needs to work for me because you know i make a living playing the game or whatever it's like well the game wasn't designed to like make a living off playing do you know what i mean like right not saying that's right or anything but it's also like just assuming that you know oh well i need to be able to do this to to keep making my money doing you know doing this i kind of like yeah it's it's very self-driven Kind you of, know. yeah. I think for I think the majority of the player base, like there's people who are super into EFT, and that's that's fine. But I think the majority of the player base either just don't feel it very much, kind of probably like me, honestly. Where like, I think if you feel like you're getting cheated on all the time, then you will feel like you're being cheated on. Whereas I just kind of try to ignore it, and I honestly most of the time I just don't even think about it. Um, and I think the majority of the player base probably is like that. And if they do get frustrated, then they're just going move on, play something else, yeah, play. The new Diablo 2 remastered or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's content creators that are dedicated to this one particular game who feel it the most um, keenly, especially when they play a lot, especially streamers, I think. Streamers who, who main EFT and, and nothing else, I think they feel it the most. Uh, yeah, but there is a lot of people in the line of fire when you do decide to cheat because then you're you're affecting the consumer because they want to have fun, so they buy the game, and yeah. then they encounter a cheater. So now their fun has been taken away. So now the standard becomes like you know, well, if I if they're gonna cheat and it's fun, then I need to cheat to have fun. And then and now you're like, you know, if anyone who doesn't adopt that is like, dang, this game's a bad game. You know, now you're cutting the sales of the the company, and then it's like you could in theory go to like this really dark futuristic world where like games aren't played anymore they're ran by programs you know who's got the best program the best hacks you know some like crazy dark cyberpunk you know the national hacking esports competition like oh yeah aimbot master 3000 is gonna destroy you noobs you know it's just like <laughs> it it and i say all this say is like i don't i think the war will like last forever but i i don't want like anyone to bow down to like the cheaters because the, the what that would mean is just like the landscape would just change completely from like to this dark cheating world where it's like it's literally 
it's not even about playing the game. It's about programming hacks to quote unquote play the game. Like it's weird. It'd be weird, you know. It'd be weird. I don't know. And then like that's, what's that's even the, the crack point? Point. You know, that's what it, yeah. what's even the point. But I think that you know, I think that actually are. I know that like definitely there is in chess, but I don't. I think there might be for some other games as well. And it's not even like hacks, right? It's just like AI um, yes. competitions. I've definitely seen them in some games before, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, in oh, outside cool. of this context, which is like, I remember seeing there was one actually, and it was kind of flawed. It was a Dota two one. There was uh, one that Open was AI. Yeah, which was like yeah. the Shadow Fiend mid one, which like destroyed a load of people, which was kind of cool. Yeah, um, which is interesting. But like, it was like a very very specific scenario. Like, I looked at it afterwards, and I was like, oh, well, it's kind of impressive, sort of. Um, I thought yeah. at first I was like, oh my god, this is insane. And then after looking yeah. into it a bit more, I was like, this is kind of impressive, but it's like. All the items were banned. Like, yeah, there was a lot of like, cav- yeah, yeah. Like, sure. you could only play one hero, and it, you had to play it in mid. And it was like the one we were like first tower to be destroyed, kind of thing. It was like really, 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 really specific, like so specific. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, this is like this is a complete tangent, but there's like some interesting things about like training AI and like these neural nets, which is what people tend to be using um, now for this stuff. Because you can just like set it through like a bazillion different runs um mm. and then just kind of see what happens i'm always interested as to like how or whether these um these systems actually even make can like make these like logical steps um or logical leaps for things that are like i don't think you'd necessarily find out by like random chance but you have to kind of put some like human intuition and like reasoning in so something like creep blocking in dota 2 it's like would a computer ever find that out even would that even be in like the the realm of like something that would randomly happen and then because it's like an evolution thing it's like right you know this thing happens and it's more efficient and so then that pathway gets reinforced um yeah and i just don't know whether that would happen ever in just like the random like sampling or whatever, it just it depends on how it's set up. I think it's very very strange. It's very strange. You need to you need to watch the more recent one where they did five open AI bots versus um, five like personalities, like a Dota two personalities. There might have been a couple pro players, but dude, that one's really interesting, man. Because it's just like, dude, what? Because that <laughs> one has a lot more. Of the full game rule sets allowed, if I if I recall correctly, I think the hero pool was still very limited, but it still was like, dude, this is actually pretty insane. Yeah, I didn't. There's a see lot that of one. interesting that there's like an update to it. Yeah, you need to check it out. It's really cool. There's a lot of interesting stuff. This kind of thing is interesting, and it's sort of related, right? It's sort of it's similar, but it's yeah. off on yeah. like a side because it's got a, kind of the same thing ultimately, but just used mm-hmm. in a different like, in a different forum. Um, where it's like kind of okay yeah yeah um we're running out of time so there's some closing thoughts i want to throw in here is um i think one thing bsg should look into and is i don't know i don't really know the answer but so like valve when they came up with the um steam market or i guess like just like steam platform you know they were um they were afraid of our there was talks of like pirating like people are just gonna pirate like i don't know they they had like an issue of pirating or they were concerned about pirating and then their sort of like solution was like well you know 
pirating it's providing a service and you know so and it's just easier for them to do versus like buying a game so if we just make the experience super easy for them to buy the game and then on top of that like if like they want to just like oh i just want to pirate a game just to try it out well if you have like val's you know return policy which they're i don't know if you've ever returned any games but i have and it's like Mm. i've never had an issue um it's just like yeah you can just download the game play it for an hour you don't like it just return it and you get the money back you know it's kind of crazy but um they that was sort of like their philosophy like let's just make it Let's just provide the service they're doing and make it easier and legitimate, you know, for the consumer. And so, like, there's a kind of a dark side to that because then it's like, well, if we apply that to like EFT, then like that means that like you know, for <laughs> you can buy these microtransactions. Like, here's your mutant <laughs> AK, you know, just only a dollar. You know what I mean? That's kind of like, oh, because that's that's I think that's where you and I kind of agree. Is like the problem is the RMT side of it, right? And yeah. they've try to cut back on that like with the fountain rain mechanic i i don't know i to me it seems like and i want to say it it is the case that nikita explicitly said this but maybe i'm wrong is that fountain raid was for rmt because the old method was like you go into a raid with a guy and he drops the valuable stuff red rebel um you know, sick case full of labs key cards, and then you take it, and then you go into the flea market. Because remember, Founder Ray wasn't a thing; you could just sell anything on the flea market, and you sell the labs key card on the flea market, and someone buys it. And then the irony is, to me, most likely the person buying it would be, you know, a hacker to to restart the process. You know what I mean? Because they got infinite rubles; they're just trying to make money. But um, yeah. So like, I almost feel like they need to target the buyer of the RMT. And I don't know if that means like you start banning, you know, tracking down people and banning them. I mean, I, I had a friend who bought <laughs> RMT and really? he got banned. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's just like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I feel like if they can target that and I don't know what, I don't know if you go to the really dark side where you start doing pay to win stuff. I, I definitely don't want that. Um, I just I don't know if you just make add a bunch of hoops where everyone just like trading on the flea market because it's really easy to to do stuff on the flea market right um, and it's like it's even easier to go and raid and I drop you some stuff I mean they put they've tried to put limitations on it like hey you can only carry two bitcoins in your PMC um, so they've added some hoops but I don't know if they need to make like a bunch of hoops you know like a, just a, so many hoops that finally the guy doing trying to have this business is just like you know it's just not worth it anymore i just can't make a profit like i feel like that's possibly then again you're kind of targeting the seller i don't know i just wonder if they could target the buyer more that's really where the the most effect is had for sure and that like generally comes from like people who um when they're just getting banned but that's the problem because you have to somehow figure that out and it can be difficult especially with these like carries kind of thing but like as you say you know a lot of the stuff that got changed originated within like rmt fixes so finding raid which has its own effects on the game which i think are kind of interesting as well but like i think the primary focus as you said was was rmt but then like some of the other stuff it's kind of annoying because 
not being able to carry like certain numbers of bags, like especially the bigger bags, I find like that's, that's really a real pain. And it's good that they put this sorting table in because now you can actually like sort these things out through your inventory. But before mm-hmm. you had to have a space for like the biggest bag in your inventory so you could actually move them around. And like having that in there because of RMT, it's like, it reminds me of, um, you know, when like DRM properly came in for games, like, oh God, I don't even know now, like 10 years ago maybe or something. Um, and like every like CD or DVD that you used to install a game from had like, it was like strict DRM and like you had to have, have the stuff in and like, even on like console, right. Some of them you have to have like the disc yeah. in to like verify and that yeah. kind of thing. And all you end up doing is like hurting the legit users because those people, like if they lose the disc, then they, they can never get it back and that's right. it, they've lost it. Or like you have to have the disc physically in or whatever. And the people who are hacking, they don't even care. They can have as many copies as they like. They don't need the disc in the machine. Like if they've got a cracked PS3 or what, whatever, right? And like, I remember back then it was kind of like the the problems were so onerous, but completely bypassed by like the hacking community. And mm-hmm. it just meant that like legit users just got punished for like not doing things in the bad way, which... It's sad, right? And you kind of want to avoid that. And so I think some things like things that annoy me probably the most from a user's perspective is like the bags thing, but that's kind of been fixed with the sorting tables, not too bad. Um, and the other one being the bloody capture bank. Click on the three salewas so you can proceed on the flea market like every five <laughs> seconds. That is really frustrating. I find that very, very annoying. And like, are they really that worried about bots? It's like the same thing about the reordering of all the crafts in the hideout. It's like, oh, we do it so that bots can't just like automate it. Well, okay like do we really care that much i'm not sure if we care enough to just like irritate literally the entire player base for like a small number of people who are using bots with like a fixed script so you can go and like craft stuff in the hideout like is that the biggest problem of all time i'm not sure um so i don't know there's some things which i think end up like disproportionately hurting legitimate users and you really have to just be careful not to do that because then you end up like the whole game, oh yeah, the game's like perfectly against RMT and no one ever wants to do RMT in it anymore because literally no one plays because it's super frustrating. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you yeah, have to that line. Yeah, and it is hard because there is like, those are like, uh, you know, smaller details within like the grand scheme or like the big picture of it all, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, like I don't even know if, if, like let's like hypothetically just for fun let's just say there was no flea market you know would you still have rmt strictly rmt let's just leave carries out of of the equation for now probably because you could still pay for stuff yeah yeah like i could pay for like good gear and stuff pay for slicks um discards or whatever but do like i don't think currently that's a very big you know, cash is king, so they usually focus on the cash aspect. So, um, you know, you, the big value stuff, like, just recalling from my friend experiences, you know, it was like, packages was like a Red Rebel sick case and a bunch of keys was like a, was like a, you know, that's like the starter package. And those things are like permanent, because assuming you can put them in your butt fast enough, you know, and put them in yeah. the slot. So it's like, I don't know, just like hypothetically speaking, if that stuff was gone as well, you know, in no flea market, no secure melee slot, no secure container, you know, would you still like then then you you you'd really shift in the market away from like buying money and like these starter packs to like buying gear. I don't I don't know if there would be 
a big market for that type of stuff, you know? And then like, if you add a, I don't know, it's just like, as the game, if the game were to evolve a certain way or new stuff was to be introduced, like, like uh, just as another example, we have to wrap up is uh, open world Tarkov. Let's just assume flea markets a real place and stuff. Like would people still do RMT? Cause then like, I mean, you know, you're not, paying for a carry to like escort you like it's just very weird like in like in rust i don't there is no there really is no rm there is no rmt it doesn't really make i don't know maybe it's because the games wipe fast like a month two months i was gonna say is that because the official... game wipe is so short like if the game wipe yeah, that could day, be a product no pay for anything right no one would pay for yeah. anything every day if it wiped every month would people bother? Maybe not. But given it's like six months plus, like especially in this white, people may be more incentivized to do it as well if it's going to be a long one or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's because um, like it's just, the only yeah, the combination of stuff in Tarkov. The what of stuff? You mean combination of just like factors that make it so problematic. I think people would like, as long as you can still interact player to player, I think you're always going to have an element of RMT. Yeah, you might make it smaller or something by deleting all of the player <laughs> trading functionality. Like, yeah, you sure yeah. you might polish. Okay. But it's one of those <laughs> things. Like the one thing I'm interested in is like how they bypass because now you know they, they did say at one stage that if you were doing like high value transactions, even between friends, then people could be banned for RMT if it was yeah, too much. Yeah, I remember that. How they deal with that, to be honest, from the cheat community perspective, I don't really know. Like, do they do like ten raids or something? It sounds kind of awkward and weird. Like, people wouldn't want to do that as a buyer, I don't think. But I don't really know how they get past that that limitation. No. It's just weird because I I would almost expect to see it in Rust, but usually the meta for Rust hacking is you have like that one guy that's like, all right, boys, I'm going to get on my alternate account. And all of a sudden, like, you know, you start seeing this new name, like you're fighting this group and then this new guy, part of the group starts showing up and he's like, you know, you look up his Steam account and it's like, yeah, you know, 14 days old, has like two VAC bands, you know, it's like hidden, like, it's like, okay, bro, you know, but you don't really, like, I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's it's just weird. There's, I'm sure there's so many things at play. We'll have to see as time goes on, but I'm, I am a believer in VSG, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I think the you just we just really can't trust these guys, these shady's guys who are exploiting this the game for their own financial pockets, like they're lining their pockets. Like they do not give any two cents about you know, they're like they're like in your analogy, they're like the extreme version of like the cheater who's gone or the streamer who's gone on the like super dark end, you know, they're like I need my cheats so I can make my money. You know what <laughs> I mean? I don't, they don't give any F's about anyone involved except for themselves. So yeah, of course the guy's going to say there's a bunch of cheaters in the game. You should go buy more cheats, you know? Like <laughs> you should, yeah, you should totally buy RMT so you can get revenge on that guy that beat you. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just really Weird. bad. Really bad. Yeah. I just hope that things look up. As I said, I think things, look like they are starting to look up from what I've seen around what mm-hmm. people said. So yeah, hopefully we continue to go from here and um, yeah, yeah, I believe in BSG too. I think they're going to do the best job that they can. And uh, it's a hard job, man. Yeah. It's a really hard job. It's a really hard yeah. job. Yeah. I just, I think until they can 
figure out some solution to the RMT problem. It's just, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a forever battle, a forever battle of hitting gophers, you know, playing whack-a-mole. You need to be able to target those like initial guys who are starting the process, people who are getting carried, you know, you need to be able to systematically, and this is the thing, you can't be like looking into people's accounts. You need to like systematically be able to identify this stuff. And that's not easy because some stuff which might, you know, you're going to catch a load of people who are false positives and then they ban them and then everyone's going to complain because it's then hard to get your account unbanned. And without any proof or footage, it's very hard to know whether they're cheating or not. And it's like, you don't want to ban, this is the, this is the problem. You don't want to ban anybody falsely. Yeah. And so you end up probably letting through people who um, are cheating maybe in a more like sophisticated manner. Because that's the thing it's like, so it's very similar to, you know, like the justice system. You don't really want, like, <laughs> there's like, it's kind of like, here's innocent people and like, here's guilty people. And you yeah. like slide the scale somewhere. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, if you slide it so that like no innocent people go to prison, then some guilty people get let free. Yeah. And if you slide it so that no guilty people go like get let free, it means that some innocent people go to prison. And so it's kind of like, where do you, where do you want to be on this scale? Like, there's no right answer. And this is the problem with, yeah. with pretty much anything in life, actually, is that almost everything <laughs> is so much more graduated than people like to believe because it's so easy to think about the world in black and white. And the world yeah. is so graduated most of the time. And it's like, where do we put, where do we decide to put this, right? Do we like blanket ban a load of people and then accidentally catch, we catch streamers sometimes, we catch people who are smaller, who are, have no recourse to come back and say, okay, well, actually, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't me. And but how do I prove it? And you know, it's hard. And so doing this kind of stuff like systematically is not straightforward. And, and it's, you know, hopefully what battle I can help with. And, and we just have to trust. We just have to trust. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, ultimately, no one's going to be playing this game in three years, right? So you've got to trust that they're going to do what they need to do. Otherwise, sure. there's no hope. So here's to hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, enough about hackers, cheaters. Yeah, I think that's enough, man. That's enough. It's, it's kind of a sad topic, honestly. You know, we it had we had EUL on not too long ago, and just sort of like them talking about being in these like Discord servers and sort of hearing some of these people's stories. It's just like you know, really sad. Like they're you could tell they're not well off, you know, mentally or you know, emotionally. Like, you know, they're not in a good state of mind and um, probably depressed and, and whatnot. So it's it all it is just all very, very sad. The whole thing, really. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But, Indeed. Um, on a lighter note, though, I've been looking into some discord features and I saw that there's a clubhouse feature where you can basically have like a talk and you could have a, a live audience listen in and then you can even have a functionality where audience members can raise their hand and oh, wow. you can allow them to speak and um that was pretty cool i have to look into it but I, I, I thought it might be something interesting to look into if we ever want yeah, to that's do really like cool yeah if we ever want to do like a, a live show and then have maybe like towards the end a segment of the show where we take questions or you know see people's comments like it could be it'd be pretty cool so uh <laughs> sounds good yeah, yeah we'll have cool. to look into it get yeah. more interaction it's always good yeah i think so all right awesome. um 
Anything else, Kiko? Before we close? No, that's. Uh, I, th- I think that's. Um, I think that's it for me. I can see my, see my stream is suffering, so I'm gonna have to try and fix that in the background. But um, hopefully, my thing's been fine for you the whole time, and that all the audio will go out perfectly. I, I'm hoping, but the the Twitch is super scuffed, so I'm gonna have to look into what, oh, no. what is up. Yeah. <laughs> so otherwise, not... nothing for me. I'm gonna carry on tinkering with yeah. my setup. <laughs> Cool. Well, with that, guys, we'll wrap it up and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you later. Bye bye bye.